Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this is Q&A podcast number 25. And you may be hearing a odd noise right now and wondering just what that is. And if you listen to the end of this podcast, you will find out. In fact, we're going to get my lovely wife's reaction to something at the end of this podcast. She doesn't know what it is right now. So, yes. So we've got five questions here and a little bit of an apology on my behalf for not putting out one of these Q&A podcasts earlier. We had a bit of a setback here at Limitless Mindset having our YouTube channel deleted recently and I have been working feverishly to get uh, video platforms to get the videos remade on my website. So if you are bereft yeah, he's been working very hard to achieve greatness. That's right. Mm-hmm. In the form of HTML embedded video that will be entertaining and informative. Very, very informative, insightful, and witty at times on the website. So a few things I wanted to mention. What you hear on this podcast and find on my website is not medical advice. I'm not a doctor. I'm just an experienced, unlicensed self-experimenter practicing free speech and talking about my own extensive experiences and my interpretations of published science. And I'd like you to refer you to my guide, which I will link to, which you can find linked below wherever you are listening to this podcast. I have a great guide on biohacking smart and safe, and you are going to want to check that out so that you are practicing proper critical thinking in your decision-making about what sorts of supplements and tools you want to employ to accomplish your life hacking, biohacking goals and such. So do check that out and do consult a doctor about any sort of things that you are doing that you think might be higher risk and ideally get a second opinion. And I will mention if perhaps you find some insight in what you're listening to here and you've got some more questions, there's some other things that remain mysterious or that remain uh, uncertain to you, I'd really encourage you to submit this form on my website. It's a great form that has a number of questions on it that help you and me to narrow down what you've tried, what has worked for you, what hasn't worked for you, what sort of things you're experiencing. And it allows me to figure out if I can perhaps help you, if I have some insight into what perhaps ails you and can take things to the next level for you. And this has gotta be one of my favorite parts of my job. Like just last weekend, I talked to a really cool guy and he was a highly optimized person. He was doing a lot of biohacking things and he was doing a lot of things right. And I talked to him for about an hour and gave him some ideas on how to get some improvement on the things that he is doing. But after talking for a while, we figured out that what he really needed to do was focus on developing a exit strategy from the rat race 
we figured out that that was the thing that he needed in his life to really move things in a positive long-term trajectory. And so we set a medium-term goal with him of creating a plan uh, within the next 60 days, uh, a viable plan of trying to exit the rat race. And that's the beauty of having a little bit more of a intimate uh, interaction, even if it's only via a Skype connection, and and fi and figuring out what might be those those blind spots and what might be the things that you should be thinking about. So I'd urge you to check that out. And then I'll also link you to a page for the Limitless Mindset Secret Society. And this is a private community. And there is some value in secrecy. There is some value in being able to have frank conversations on the internet with knowledgeable, thoughtful people that are in a more respectful environment and that are in a little bit more of an exclusive club. And the way that works is that if you invest $100 or more in your biohacking via some vendors and some sources that I have extensive experience with. If you invest $100 or more in your supplements or maybe even in some biohacking tech that you're thinking about with those sources, then me and you will get on a Skype call and I'll give you a free consultation actually. And I'll do my best in 30 minutes to answer whatever questions you might have that you haven't found really good answers to out there on Google. So I really hope that you do that because I've met some really interesting people all around the world that way. All right, let's get into the questions. Brian, in response to your article on Medium, I really wanted to take NAC because I found a good study indicating it was quite effective in shellating methylmercury from the brain and I had eaten too much large type fish over the years, which is majorly contaminated with this neurotoxic chemical form of mercury. I also found several studies indicating it has a positive effect on increasing telomeres via its antioxidant effect. However, I had two unusual side effects I had not seen reported elsewhere, which included achy joints all over, a stiff back, and my tongue looked sore and rather geographic, indentations and fissures that almost looked like it was going to bleed. We only seem to know the positive biochemical pathways, for example, with increased glutathione production or increased detoxification, but I wonder why they have not yet figured out the negative pathways. For instance, when a person develops a geographic tongue or so, me, uh, me of the more common side effects that others have developed, such as skin rashes. Hey, Brian. So you have enjoyed a lot of succulent, wonderful seafood in your days, and now you seem to be paying a little bit of a price, and that is a downside to enjoying all that great seafood. 
What you're describing here sounds a whole lot to me like what's called a Herxheimer reaction. And you may want to look this up. This is a thing that happens in the body when you have a lot of toxins that are accumulated in the body over time. You have toxins that are in your cells, that are in your tissues. And then you start using antioxidants and all of those toxins start to come out of your cells. And it, this produces all sorts of different symptoms that can be a bit mystifying because you're using NAC and NAC is great for you. So you're like, why, why the heck am I not feeling so great? Why, is, why am I having these weird reactions? And that is probably that, to that, that toxin off-gassing that is happening. And I would recommend using something called C60. And C60 is a antioxidant, kind of like NAC, but it is a super antioxidant. It's a much more powerful antioxidant. And it is going to result in a lot of release of toxins. And actually, a lot of times people, when they start using C60, they report for the first week or maybe for the first 10 days, they, they actually have all these negative symptoms that, that come up. They get brain fog, they have joints that are bothering them, they feel a little bit nauseous even. And a lot of times, and that is the, all those toxins that are going to be, that are being released because this C60 molecule just does a spectacular job of scavenging all of these toxins. And it starts kicking all of these toxins back out of the tissues and into the bloodstream, which is, that's a great thing because then those toxins can exit your body as you are doing your duty in the bathroom. And so that's what I would suggest, is doing uh, maybe a month or two, maybe more of C60, and I think that will be kind of like a super cleanse. And that'll start to move a lot of those toxins out of the system, and you'll probably feel a whole lot better without all of that uh, mercury hanging out there with you. And then you won't, and, and what it'll also allow is it'll allow for the NAC to do its job. So I will link you to a article, really in-depth article podcast infographic that I did on C60. I hope you try it and follow up with us. Let us know if that helps. Chaka hair one probably on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I like taking NAC daily. My therapist recommended it for me because I suffer from depression, anxiety, liver disease called NASH. The only con I have with NAC is it gives me a body odor. I apologize if this is too much information, but it makes my bowel movements and flatulence smell stronger. Do you have any suggestions that might help me with these issues? Thanks for your help. No apologies necessary. That's the type of information that we are interested in so that we can figure out how to rid you of those, uh, of, of all those odors that perhaps if you have roommates or a family, they don't like to follow you after you've gone to the bathroom. So I looked into this and there was a article on NAC and the rotten egg smell. And what they suggested in this article 
is that probably a lot of NAC is kind of crappy NAC. It's probably not NAC that is really up to snuff. And perhaps if you use different NAC, people will, apparently, I've never experienced this, but apparently you'll open a bottle of NAC and it'll smell terrible. And that's probably not a great indicator. So you might wanna try different NAC. And what you could also try is using activated charcoal probably about an hour or two after you use the NAC. And the activated charcoal will clean up a lot of different toxins and a lot of different things in your body that might not be producing a good smell. Perhaps the NAC is, like the previous person's question, releasing some toxins, and then those toxins are making things a, uh, a sordid affair in the bathroom. So you could try that. I don't think you wanna take activated charcoal at the same time that you take NAC because often it will be interacting with the NAC itself and maybe depriving you of some of those great bioavailable interactions and reactions that the NAC is causing. So try doing activated charcoal in kind of different periods of time after you take the NAC. Try taking it an hour afterwards, Try taking it with the NAC just for the heck of it. Try taking it two hours, three hours afterwards, and it might have a positive effect on that. If it doesn't, get back in touch with us and we'll shoot some other ideas at you. What's the next question? Cassie on Twitter. Just read your article on NAC. I've been taking 300 and... Actually, I'm sorry, 3,600 milligrams, and my ALT is elevated always and my first glucothione test is under the reference range. Any idea what could be going on? I don't see my doctor for six weeks and I'm doing my own digging. I'm not saying I've been saintly to my liver, but when I look around at my peers, there's no other liver I would trade for. I've also made great strides in my gut bacteria with tests to back it up. Seems like conversion should be okay. Maybe I'm using a lot of glutathione. Hey, Cassie. So I would encourage you to do a bit more experimentation with some other glutathione supplements because NAC, it's a precursor to glutathione. And it would be interesting, I'd suggest, to maybe for like a month use something like Bulletproof's glutathione force supplement that is a whole lot more direct source of glutathione and then getting the, getting the ALT tested again and seeing how that is affecting it. And if, it is, if it's not affecting it, then you know that the issue is probably something to do with your metabolization of the NAC. And if it is affecting it, then you might want to continue with the with, with using something like the glutathione force. So I would, I would experiment around uh, a bit with some other supplements and see what sorts of results you get. Robert, via email, you know, anything about the 40 hertz light sound and being used to reduced plaques in the brain? I know mice, rats are not the best way to model humans, 
well except for behavior is there currently any non-invasive ways to measure plaque in the brain the research hinted something about restoring gamma waves in the brain i thought gamma waves in the brain operated around 20 70 hertz why 40 hertz is there a way to measure what hertz rate is normal for our your brain and sync the light to that or is going up down off that rate better i was trying 40 hertz light sound off youtube and was aware of some changes in my brain but i have no way to measure or know what they are they seem positive but that could just be placebo rational rationalization kicking in also some geek god bless her or him pointed out in a comment that on most monitors you cannot get a 40 hertz flicker true or not true thanks for any thoughts or feedback on this this is a interesting subject that i looked into a bit so there are 16 clinical trials on pubmed that i link to that are on this subject of the 40 hertz wavelength and it does seem to do something beneficial. There are some exploratory studies. It seems like the, this, this is a uh, domain of scientific inquiry that is very much uh, in its adolescence at this point. There haven't been uh, safety studies done on this, but there's some different studies looking at using this frequency uh, for Alzheimer's. And there's notably been some interesting rat studies where the 40 hertz light frequency seemed to blow away all these, all these plaques that are associated with Alzheimer's, which is, which is certainly something interesting. But it's really kind of at, a, at a, an initial stage. So I really wouldn't depend upon 40 hertz to try to avert uh, impending Alzheimer's. There was, for example, a study called Modulating Fluid Intelligence Performance Through Combined Cognitive Training and Brain Stimulation, which is the sort of thing that I thought biohackers would be probably most interested in, because often we are people that are trying to get an edge in our fluid intelligence, in our, uh, in our level of cognitive horsepower that we have to bring to bear. And in the conclusion of the study, and this was a study where they did use auditory, so they used that 40 hertz auditory, and they said, in contrast, the 40 hertz group did not improve significantly and showed a similar pattern as the no contact group. So in a clinical environment, they weren't showing much of a performance enhancement uptick, from listening to the 40 hertz stuff. Although it is, it is something that's promising. There are, there was this, there's been rat studies that were done where they exposed the rats to the 40 hertz, uh, to a 40 hertz flicker. And it seemed to have a beneficial effect. However, I'd encourage you if, you're interested in using light and sound kind of as a performance enhancer or as something to just optimize for the very best possible health, I would encourage you instead to use red light therapy. 
Red light therapy is something that is really exhaustively been studied in humans in a clinical environment, and it has a really measurable beneficial effect on your mitochondria that definitely increase that it, it helps with almost everything that you can think about. It helps with your sleep quality. It helps with the uh, capacity of your body to uh, normalize itself to a daylight cycle. It seems to have a beneficial effect on skin, on stress levels. So there are, of course, all these fancy red lights that are out there that you can really spend a small fortune on. But if you want to just kind of dip your toes in the water, you can just purchase some red lights or get some red light bulbs and try setting those up wherever you hang out the most in your office or whatnot and turning those on and it will be something that helps with your that helps with a lot of things that is generally just conducive to the type of state that you want to be in as far as the audio stuff the the science around the 40 Hertz audio is it's not quite there yet. I would instead encourage you to use binaural beats and binaural beats are usually tuned to 432 Hertz and 40, 432 Hertz is uh, studied quite a bit. There's quite a bit of research on it and it's one of those things that you can listen to music at 432 Hertz and after about 15 minutes, you'll really tell a difference. You can notice almost right away that it puts you into just this more uh, tranquil, relaxed arousal type of state. There was an interesting podcast that Veritas Radio published on this, and they called it the War on Consciousness by the Imposition of 440 hertz standard. And they had a little bit of a conspiratorial angle to this where they were talking about how 440 hertz is kind of the regulated auditory frequency that a lot of like radio stations and it's used just everywhere in the in the public domain but it actually has kind of a negative effect on our state of mind and they had all sorts of juicy conspiracy theories as to why that is so i would encourage you to check out Brain FM, that's my go-to tool for audio optimization of my state of mind. And you may want to, as far as the doing optimization of the gamma waves, there was a company that I'm unaffiliated with, but I'm curious about now, called GammaLightTherapy.com. And they have some devices that produce the 40 hertz flicker uh, along with some audio devices that do that. And I am just not, I just don't have a whole lot of faith that something like a screen could reliably reproduce a very precise frequency that's gonna have a therapeutic effect, unless, unless it's something that's proven in clinical studies. And in fact, I'm gonna show my wife what this looks like right now. So take a look, take a look at this, babe. Flickering. Yes. Look at it. This is the 40 hertz flicker, mm -hmm. apparently. 
Mm -hmm. How would you like to stare at this for like hours and hours and hours? I don't. Yes, it's not actually very pleasant. I wouldn't want to spend a lot of time looking, <laughs> looking at this. Mm -hmm. And that's the sound that you guys heard in the beginning of this podcast. That is the 40 hertz frequency. So I would suggest that you just do a little bit of A-B comparison. Go and listen to something at 432 hertz and then just see what kind of mindset that puts you into. It comes from shit, shit, shit <laughs> on mines. These people on mines, they have the greatest, greatest usernames, don't they? Before nootropics, you may be interested in maintaining your brain through right nutrition. I always considered nutrition to be more important than supplementation. You don't put performance fuel into an old and destroyed old car. The best nutriment you can also consider taking as a supplement is definitely omega-3 and a few other things like zinc, magnesium, etc. Once you have a reasonably well-working brain, you can try to boost its performance. Sure. So this is the way a lot of people feel about supplementation is they feel like it would be that it's better to optimize through diet. And yeah, diet is really important. There's a ton of potential for further health, further optimization, for living a whole lot better by optimizing what you are eating. However, there's a bit of a naivete that underlies this supplement, this, this sentiment, which is that there are so many toxins in our environment that we have to deal with that I contend that good diet and good nutrition is not sufficient. There's things like, for example, Alcar. Alcar is a super important mitochondrial supplement and Alcar is the, the nutrient that gets metabolized out of meat that actually crosses the blood-brain barrier. And it's something that your mitochondria in your mind really need. And if you supplement Alcar itself, you notice this nootropic effect that it has right away. But you would need to eat like a truck full of the most premium, most high-end, most uh, snobbishly priced steaks that you can imagine to get a lot of Alcar into your system. So from a economic perspective, it becomes... Yes, get the very best grass-fed where the, the cow is basically, you know, has like a personal masseuse every day of its life mm -hmm. to make sure that this cow just is the most loved cow in, uh, in, in the world. The, the alternative to all of that, and if I would of course love to eat that cow, but given the significant challenges of all these toxins that our bodies have to deal with, you want to give your body a little bit of extra help in the form of taking high quality supplements. If you're using supplements that are certificate of analysis verified, that you are certain that they are the real thing, that you're getting the highest quality form of a supplement, it's going to do things for your biology that even really great food is not going to do. It comes from George via email. I was thinking which 
six ingredients would you combine in a single stack? Aha! Okay. Boy, that's the kind of question that I love. I'm all about the stacking of the nootropics. I would say that those would be some of the ingredients that were in the product Kabaijo that I synthesized a couple of years back. And for different reasons, I'm no longer selling that product, but the ingredients of it were alpha-GPC, paracetam, pramiracetam, along with magnesium, tyrosine, and nupept. And those racetams together, along with the magnesium and uh, the L-tyrosine, really created a great state of cognitive enhancement. It created a state that's kind of analogous to the, what paracetam does for a lot of people. It definitely dialed up your cognition, the levels of focus, the oxyracetam in it enhanced the level of discipline that you had in it, the premiracetam in it enhanced kind of the cognitive performance enhancement that you had. And yeah, that's what, that's what I would try if I was going to make a stack just from scratch. There's obviously a lot of great stacks out there. I like things like the Neurostack product, which we are using now on my website. You can find a, uh, you can, you can find uh, a short list of pre-made stacks that are really high quality, that are really great combinations. But me personally, I really like the Racetam for a lot of different reasons. So if I was going to create a dream team stack, it would be comprised primarily of those Racetams. And I will link below wherever you're listening to this to some more info on those Racetams so that you can look through those and figure out the things that you might be interested in. And those are our Q&A podcast questions for today. So as always, we look forward to a continued conversation with you. Legal notices. If you or someone you know developed or created a concept, piece of content, or idea shared on this show, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com so we can mention them in the show notes or provide a backlink. We want to give credit where credit is due. As a listener to the Limitless Mindset podcast, we hope you have and practice common sense. However, since some of the content covered in this show deals with subjects of a health, legal, or business nature, this show is for entertainment purposes. If you need recommendations of doctors, nutritionists, or attorneys to consult before making decisions that may have health or legal repercussions, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com.